Uh, great stuff there, memorializing, remembering, dissecting, reflecting on the life, the coaching life, and everything in between of Bobby Knight here on The Fan. Uh, it is the wake-up call, drivehubler.com studios. Reminder, uh, Jared Odell going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. Tom Geyer as well uh, as we remember Bobby Knight. So many former players. You'll hear it, uh, whether it be on The Fan or IBC, all day today. Well, that sound as we go uh, all morning and tomorrow morning as we continue uh, to react uh, the life and times of Bobby Knight him passing away yesterday at 83 years old Uh, let's get Bob Hamill on the hotline here no one knows Bobby Knight better than he Uh, Bob obviously the author my story hall of famers we welcome him here on the Payless Liquors hotline Bob good morning sir how are you well still recovering a little bit but uh, obviously it wasn't uh Shocking news, uh, Bob had declined severely over the last year, and uh, it, it had become just a matter of time. But uh, when that time came, it still was uh, was jarring, uh, as it is to listen to uh, those uh, moments you uh, had on the air just a few in the last few seconds. Uh, uh, each of those carries a memory, and uh, and he's at the center of those memories. Is there a single memory when the news came out last night that uh, the night had passed that enters your mind being a friend uh, to him, uh, you know, obviously be next to him throughout so many years of his historic career? Is there one single memory that sticks out last night when you heard the news? Oh, uh, uh, the obvious answer is a million memories, but... uh, uh, one of those always special to me because it was it was just between the two of us uh, uh, when uh, they won the '76 championship. Uh, uh, there was a, a great deal. Of, that was his first one, of course, and uh, uh, there was a great deal of uh, after game uh, explosion in the locker room. The, the friends coming in. John Havlicek was there. The, the whole ton of people that the. the uh, that uh, came to celebrate with him, and uh, it, it, it took, took about an hour for all that to uh, subside, and finally we were ready to leave the Spectrum in uh, Philadelphia, and uh, they have a, a long row of stairs going down to the street, and uh, he was, or I was, I was one step ahead of him, and, and uh, uh, about halfway down, I. The thought occurred to me, and I turned around and said, oh, by the way, I had done this. Uh, I said, oh, by the way, uh, congratulations, put a, put a hand out. And, uh, he took the hand, and he looked, kind of looked over my shoulder, and he said, thanks, but it should have been too. <laughs> Still hadn't given up on that 75. It was so sincere. And, uh, uh, it, uh, the other memory of that is that, uh, that he – Took off from there with Havlicek, not for a celebration, but to uh, to go to the hospital to see how Bobby Wilkerson was doing. Because he didn't recall in that uh, early minutes of that game, they lost uh, one of their very best players and jeopardized that season. But uh, uh, his, his first concern was his players, as it always was. Bob Hamill is with us here. Bob, we can't thank you enough for the time. I know how close you were with Coach Knight, so appreciate 
you spending a few minutes with us here and sharing your thoughts with our listeners. Um, obviously, you go back to you know when he was hired at Indiana, and, and I was hoping you could maybe take us back to the early 70s and, and either what the IU job, how it was maybe viewed at that time, and, and what the reaction was, because you know, you know, Bob certainly had some chances to you know maybe go to other Big Ten schools. Um, so what do you recall about his hiring at Indiana in 71? Well, he was not uh, popularly known uh, among in coaching circles at that time. He, at the top level of the circles, uh, administrative roles, uh, he was quite well known because of what he had done at Army. Uh, but uh, uh, primarily, what he his success there was was uh, with just uh, a really strong defense. They were national defensive champions. Uh, or three times in a row out there, but that meant they were giving up around 50 points a game and, uh, and scoring not a whole lot more, which did not really <laughs> fit well with the preferences uh, uh, out in, in the Midwest, and in particular Indiana. The, 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 uh, <laughs> Lou Watson was, was his predecessor. They, they became good friends, and the uh, uh, Lou introduced him uh, at a luncheon one time as the, the guy who took the uh, hurry in out of the, the hurry in Hoosiers. <laughs> that wasn't altogether popular at the beginning. Uh, there, there were a lot of people that were, were up, upset about uh, this much more concentrated, slowed-down offense, uh, very much like uh, they associated with Tony Hinkle. It was, it was, uh, Tony became one of his, his early uh, confidants and uh, uh but he uh, uh, he got over that. There were times when, uh, when there was a game they beat Kansas. And, uh, late in the game, the score was something like fifty-one forty-seven. They were they were holding the ball, and, and the, uh, a voice voice came out and said, "We want a hundred. You're talking a hundred Bob Hamill is with us here, longtime sports editor of the Bloomington Herald Times, member of the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, and we're uh, enjoying his thoughts here on this Thursday morning. Uh, Bob, what do you think uh, was Coach Knight's proudest accomplishment? I, I don't, I don't have any real question about that. It was, it was uh, graduating kids. Uh, his graduation rate was uh, was paramount to him because it, it uh, not only fulfilled what always was a recruiting promise. He recruited mothers. He didn't recruit the father. Well, the father was, was always excited about the basketball possibilities of the son. The mother wanted to get a degree. <laughs> and he went right straight to her in uh, all, all the recruiting pitches saying, uh, he will go to class. I'll guarantee you your son will go to class and he will come out of here with a degree. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and that, that won him a lot of kids. And, and it was sincere. He, he, uh, he, he, Always thought that his primary role was as a teacher, and, uh, and that that included on the on the basketball court and uh, uh, 
in the classroom. He was he was always up to date on what other kids were going to class, whether they were how they were doing in the class, uh, uh, and how they were doing toward their degree. It was it was not a phony facade at all. He uh, uh, sincerely cared about that, and and, and then he uh, continued that uh, concern about their family type welfare uh, for. From there on, he was always wanting to know how things were going, whether they could help in, the, in any way, and uh, I think that got across to their kids very strong. I think you, if you would talk to uh, to Mike Woodson or Quinn Buckner or, or any from the early era or any from the late, uh, it was always a matter of uh, what you're through here. What can I do for you? Remembering Bobby Knight with the legendary Bob Hamill here on The Fan. Bob, why do you think uh, at times he didn't want other people or he didn't want people to kind of see the other side of Bobby Knight, whether that be the charitable side or anything else? Why do you think that was the case? Well, you know, uh, there, there may be a, a sort of protective defensive side to that, Uh he did so much that nobody knew about. But if if, if they didn't know about it, now, now it becomes expected, and, uh, and more comes on top of that. So the, it, I don't know that even entered his mind, but it was a, it was a reality that if, if people had known how much he did for for uh, in the way of uh, evening visits to hospitals, things of that nature. Uh, uh, can you imagine how he would have been bombarded? Sure, sure. It just, it just couldn't have worked. Uh, one of the striking things to me, one time uh, they were playing at Illinois. Uh, he, uh, we were all getting ready to leave. He said, are you, are you driving over or going over the bus with us? And I said, I'm driving. And he said, I'm going, I'll go with you. We didn't even get on the bus with his team to go to Illinois. The reason he did it, once he got in the car, he commandeered the, uh, the route. We went instead of the normal route up to uh, hit 70 and just go into Champaign. We went up to, to, through Crawfordsville. And he had directions to a uh, nursing home. And uh, he, he, he uh, got us through the nursing home, and he got out with a, with a car full of uh, packages and Went into a, a, just a, for a birthday celebration for a, a, a lady in her 80s that he'd never met, but somebody told him about it with a big IU fan. He took her a sweater and some things. And, and what struck me, my mother was in a nursing home at the time, and there is such an air of uh, uh, we're here to die. It's, it's, it's such a heavy, uh, sad uh, air in a, in, a, in a home like that. And, uh, but, but when this man walked in, as he's going down the uh, the hallway to, to head for the room where there were, there was, the lady was, every door popped open and a smile came out. It was, what he did for that whole building was uh, by, by taking that time while he's preparing for a game. To <laughs> think of one, one fan that he never met, uh, that, that really struck me. It's a great story. Bob Hamill is with us, uh, 1966 to 1996, the sports editor of the Bloomington Herald Times, again, Indiana Basketball Hall of Famer, and certainly very close friend of Bob Knight. 
Bob, obviously his health was deteriorating, but when he returned to Assembly Hall in 2020, what, why do you think ultimately that occurred? You know, obviously so many former players around him on that February afternoon, but what do you think well, kind it. of pushed him to that? That's altogether why it occurred, because uh, uh, because he cared so much for uh, what uh, Quinn Buckner wanted, what Randy Whitman wanted, what Isaiah Thomas wanted. Uh, uh, those those uh, players stayed very close to him always. Uh, uh, and that, that's shown up. That'll show up now, and it, but it showed up many, many times over the years when uh, uh, when those uh but but that was such a such a warm uh, moment because uh, you have to stop and think that uh, probably half the people in there, being students and so forth, uh, had no idea really who this guy was. They'd heard of him, but uh, but that didn't have any particular direct uh, connection with the uh, an IU that uh, represented Bob Knight. But uh, the way that, that, that crowd reacted was, was so genuinely warm that uh, uh, it, it was a special moment. And I'm, I'm really kind of glad it happened just once because uh, that that couldn't have been topped. And uh, there's no need to uh, just, just see the deceleration. It shows that uh, that, that's, that arena still is, is, is Bob Knight's. Do you think Bob Knight got closure going back in 2020, Bob? And then did you think that would ever happen, uh, him going back to Assembly Hall? Did you think it it was going to happen? In truth, uh, I don't think Bob got any closure because uh, uh, the ravages of Alzheimer's sure. taken their effect by then. He really had no no memory of that day and uh, no uh, uh, – it can't be uh, kind of deceivingly passed off as a, a, a great moment for him because I don't think he'd ever remembered it. I know he didn't. I took, I took him there and took him home. And actually, that later that night, we went up to Indianapolis and the, the Pacers had uh, mm-hmm. both, both Bob and uh, Gene Cady. And uh, uh, those instances like that, I think he, he had a job. You can see he participated in uh, in in the uh, in calling the crowd for defense, uh, that, that kind of thing. He was certainly into it at the moment, but it, 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 uh, Alzheimer's is such a vicious disease. It, it's just uh, it doesn't allow uh, sentimentality. Bob Hamill with us. Bob, I, I have to ask because uh, whether it be guys like Rick Bozich or Pat Forty or some of these guys that I've worked with who follow Knight, uh, obviously not as long as you did or having the friendship, but they've always had uh, very good interactions, and then they've had interactions where uh, Bobby was a little bit angry at him. What's the angriest Bob Knight was at you? Do you mind sharing? I'm sure he got angry at some point. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there were times, but you know what? Uh, as I was watching things last night, it, uh, uh, the percentage of uh, play given to his temper just irritated me <laughs> because I know the band. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he had a temper. Uh, uh, there was a great foot- football coach named Lombardi at the, that time that had, had a pretty good temper himself. And uh, it, it's, uh, uh, I don't think his temper explosions, uh, including the, uh, uh, the chair, all of the, it was it was a Remarkably stupid thing to do, and he had 
think that gets way too much play in, in, in comparison with the uh, with his contributions to people and uh, to, to kids and uh, to basketball, and, uh, it, it's, it's kind of ate at me as I watched uh, some of the shows last night. I what a what a percentage was given to to his temper. Uh, how about the uh, the achievements, the the moving a game of basketball forward the way he did? Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I was on the other end of time. So, uh, <laughs> I have been with my wife too, and I still love her. So. <laughs> Fair enough, Bob. We'll end with. We'll end with this, and again, thank you for your time here on this Thursday morning. Um, his relationship with Gene Cady, I, that has always kind of struck me, and I don't know, maybe it's a unification of the state, if you will. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit there, but it seemed like there was just a genuine level of respect and, and, and friendship, really, between those two. Um, how would you describe, and you share any stories between you know um, Coach Knight and Coach Cady? Well, I think I think that really – Tightened when they were, when they weren't competing against each other. Uh, then they backed off and both realized how much they respected what the other guy did and, uh, because of, their, of how hard they were to beat. Uh, Gene Gene put a competitiveness into that series that uh, uh, none of his predecessors had been able to quite achieve. They were not to put them down. I mean, Fred Charles was an excellent coach, uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, he was such a fireball. He could get that crowd going, so that, that, that backing. So, uh, but it, but it, and he brought his kids into the assembly hall and, uh, and he competed extremely hard. And, and you know, we, there was a point when we were all in our eighties <laughs> that the, the three of us uh, made five appearances around the state. Uh, to say the three of us, obviously, it was the two of them, and I was there to just to ask some questions, but. Uh, uh, but we appeared at the West Lafayette, Indianapolis, Carmel, the Carmel any of the uh, uh, Fort Wayne, uh, uh, just about five different places, and had great crowds at all of them. And, and they were mixed at, at the West Lafayette, of course, the Purdue crowd. It happened to be right around Bobby's birthday, and, uh, and the Purdue crowd saying, Happy birthday, dear Bobby, and it would be. Would you have ever imagined that? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's great. And it was, there was and the one in Fort Wayne was primarily uh, uh, an IU group, and, uh, and that happened here on Katie's birthday, and they sang to Gene. So it, it was it was such a such a mellow moment to get the, those two on stage, and then people from both sides to uh, to realize what they had done. Uh, what they had been privileged to watch over the years, though, that they complete the extreme competitiveness between two very, very good coaches and, uh, and, and yet the, uh, the fondness that was under the skin there between the two. Well, Bob, for myself, Kevin, and my co-host Andy, and I think all of our listeners, uh, thank you for spending some time with us here on this Thursday morning. I know how close you were with Coach Knight and your ability to share some of those stories with us. We greatly appreciate it, and best of health to you. Uh, enjoy the upcoming basketball season here, and uh, thank you so much for the time here. Thank you, Bob. Well, thank you for, for what you're doing. I appreciate that very much on behalf of Bob and Karen and, uh, and, and Pat. Pat, Pat and, Karen and Pat have been just put on over all this, and uh, uh, I'd appreciate prayers for them.